So welcome to the first episode of Tambor with Ryan Cunningham. I'm here with my good friend and uh, writing partner, Kay Anagonio, or as she goes on, on online, just the letter K or K the Screamer. We've been up here in Toronto doing a lot of shit, which is fun, also tiring, but you know, I think we did, I think we did pretty good. So what we're here to do today uh, for our first episode here is basically this series is going to be about um, talking to creators. Um, I'm hoping one day to maybe include vloggers or things like that, but see how music shapes someone's life and really um, showcases how that person has become the person they are today. So we have 12 questions that we're going to do every single episode for the same, for the same, uh, the same reasons. And I'm hoping to get different answers from everybody just to have a nice thing. So expect this on a monthly basis. So let's get a, let's go ahead and get started. So Kate, uh, what's the first album you remember listening to? Wow. Uh, let's take it way, 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 way back. <laughs> um, if we're talking like first album, I remember like actually like listening to it would probably be like Shania Twain or like some country artist, Rascal Flatts, George Strait, Garth Brooks, one of those. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma riding horses. So, I mean, like country music was my jam. Um, and it was like all I ever listened to. So it was pro probably would have been like Garth Brooks or George Strait. And uh, my first concert ever was George Strait. So I grew up kind of in the in the cowboy Hall of Fame music era, if you will. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Are you still listening to country music? Absolutely. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. I love it so very much. I, I stick more towards like the stuff I grew up listening to, I guess. I right. don't really listen to like newer country. I'm just like set in my ways when it comes <laughs> to like what I think is good. Right. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, next question then. Uh, was there one band or artist that you worshipped when you were younger? There were several. Um, <laughs> but as far as like when I started screaming and and singing heavier music, um, bands like Atreyu were huge for me. I remember Victory Records made this compilation DVD in like 2007 or something, and it was it was just a compilation of all their all their bands and like so many of the bands on that dvd would just be on repeat for me it was it was you know atreus the crimson and lip gloss and black and then it was sinai beach and and hate breed came into play and like so i started getting into like heavier stuff uh until my my mom actually took away like all of my cds no yeah because i was like going through like depression and like self-harm and stuff and mm -hmm. so she assumed that it was all because of the music i was listening to you know how devil's are. music yeah, devil's yeah. music um so i kind of had to step away from the heavy stuff by force so mm. i started listening to like more post-hardcore stuff and like uh, cute is what we aim for and um i mean who like lincoln park and and you know those those kind of bands hawthorne heights um the the softer of the heavy if right, you will course, that yeah. was more like radio friendly that i could get away with listening to and then of course there was like christian metal bands which my parents were like more so okay with so mm -hmm. it was like under oath and for today um bands like that the devil wears prada uh bands i could get away with listening to and 
it's funny because when I did Warp Tour in 2017, Hatebreed was one of the bands on the tour, right. and they're obviously like a huge favorite of mine. And I made sure to take a, a photo with Jamie Jasta from Hatebreed and send it to my mom and just let her know, like, hey, <laughs> guess guess who I'm hanging out with Look, now? Mom, I made After it. After all these years, <laughs> you took my CDs, but here I'm buying the real thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, uh, is your music taste different now than uh, when it was when you were younger? And how has your opinion changed if that is the case? To be honest, it really hasn't changed that much. Oh, I mean, so. I think it's like I think it's broadened. I definitely am more open to listening to other kinds of music, but I've kind of always listened to a little bit of everything, whether it was like bands, you know, like Hatebreed or Usher or you know, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, you know, like I, I've always kind of listened to like multiple genres just because everyone in my family growing up listened to different stuff. Like my dad was very into like Dave Matthews band and Better Than Ezra and my brothers were into like Metallica and Slayer and my mom was into like radio, like Usher and, and like hip hop and pop music. So yeah. I kind of grew up with like a love for all different types of music for different reasons. Um, and I guess, like, now I I kind of find myself going back and listening to old music more. And I think that's kind of, like, what happens when you get older because it's the same with, like, I've noticed, like, my brothers will only listen to, like, Metallica and Slayer. You know, they won't listen to, like, new stuff. Like, I'll try to introduce them to it, but... They're set in their ways. They're set in their ways, and I feel like I'm also becoming set, set in my ways <laughs> <laughs> i think that's just what happens you get older and you get comfortable with what you know yeah which is both a good and bad thing mm -hmm. um but there are sometimes i'll find new artists like um uh like atlas uncharted i played you the other day like yeah. that's a newer band i've been listening to for like the past year and a half and like i love i love it because it's like the old school sound but it's new and so it's like refreshing and so i think there's a lot of potential for for music now i think there's a lot more access to be able to make it i mean like you and i just did an entire 12 track 90s tribute album and it only took us a couple months and we did it all from like your laptop yep. and my laptop at yep. home you know like mm -hmm. it was it wasn't complicated it wasn't impossible to do and it didn't cost us tens of thousands of dollars exactly to make, you know so, um, with that being said as well, um, going back to artists and things like that, um, who is your guilty pleasure and why if you have a few of those bands or artists? Yeah. Um, for a minute, it was actually like Taylor Swift when the 1984 that great, album though. came out. That album's so good. And like, I sat on, I didn't want to like Taylor Swift because nobody wanted to openly like taylor Swift. i was the same way yeah uh, i like pushed it off and pushed it off and pushed it off until like my best friend and i were driving from like jacksonville florida to orlando which is like a three-hour drive and he was like we're listening to this album front to back and so i was like dang it's actually pretty good um so i guess like I guess T Taylor Swift could be one of them, but I mean, it's more so like folk music for me is like my guilty pleasure. Like I really love like Mumford and Sons and Noah Gunderson and uh, artists that are in like the folk genre because like, I don't know, there's just something about folk music that really speaks to me, I guess, because I really love like acoustic sound and I love like live vocals, like really, really live raw vocals. And so I think like, 
indie music and folk music has like offers that a lot and so i'm very into uh folk as like guilty pleasure there's still a massive market for it too like especially in toronto i'm seeing that like those are the bands that a lot of people want to go see Mm -hmm. and um it's interesting to see how that's going to change things uh, at least here in toronto but uh, we'll we'll get back to that um so tell me a time in your life that music helped you get through something difficult every day music helps me get through stuff man. Like, it's crazy how powerful it is like you don't realize how much of an impact a song can have on you until you're like going through shit and like i mean for me like the red jumpsuit apparatus really like helped me get through like my teenage years and um yeah definitely red jumpsuit flyleaf um you know band like and it's interesting because I feel like a lot because I had to listen to so much like Christian metal and Christian rock like right. it really did like help bring me through a lot of stuff whether or not it was because of the music or the meaning of the music or whatever but it was just like the the lyrics that they had didn't they weren't just about like God like it was about life and like struggles exactly. and going through shit yeah. and like so I think it really helped pull me out of some some of the you know, harder times, um, in my teenage years and like I moved around a lot. And so that was kind of like traumatic almost for me personally. So music really helped get me through a lot of, um, a lot of that kind of stuff. And like, I didn't have the best like home life. So music was really there for me more than like, I tell people like Eminem raised me more than my parents did. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, his music really did like it was it was everything I listened to for for years, you know, when I was a teenager, um, and it really kind of molded my vocal style. Really, like listening to artists like Eminem that were like hardcore rappers, you know, and so that that genre in itself was so powerful to me because it was it was heavy enough for me to consider it like rock or like hardcore, you know what I mean? So it. Yeah, artists like Eminem really, uh, really also like raised me and and helped me get through a lot of the shit that I went through because like I realized like oh this guy like Marshall Mathers like he really has gone through a lot of shit like his his mom was on drugs his whole childhood like uh, he had like Munchausen syndrome because mm-hmm. of his mom like all this shit that he went through that he put into his music like showed me that I wasn't the only one that was like dealing with shit. So. Yeah, agreed. Eminem's still one of my favorite artists to yeah. this day. And mm, much love. Yeah, much love indeed. Much love. Um, and uh, what do you uh, what do you think of music now? I know you already touched on this, but um, maybe more in depth, I would say. Yeah, I think a lot of people say, like, music now sucks. It's not music. And it depends on what you listen to. Like, things like mumble rapping, like, I don't consider that to be artistic because you're not trying to like come up with words you're just saying like sounds but i mean like at the same time i'm a metal screamer and i grew up with people saying like those aren't you're not even saying words you're just screaming i don't understand what you're saying yeah yeah so i kind of get like if i like step back away from like mumble rapping isn't a real art and then I think, like, people said, like, screaming isn't a real art. Like, it's it's all very, like, subjective music, yes. you know? Uh, but I obviously think there are some really great artists out there. And I disagree when people say, like, there's no originality. I think there's plenty of originality out there. You're just not looking hard enough for it. Um, 
like get off the radio and you'll find some original shit exactly it's always the same shit the radio is made to sound a certain type of way that's why we call it radio music it's pleasing and appealing to a wide variety of people which is why the radio exists Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so we're going to move uh, right into our next question here um so where do you think the next generation of music is going hmm i think that synths are coming back in a lot yeah right now like Mm -hmm. synth work which i think is really awesome because i love hearing good synths like ambient sounds it's the sound of the future right? it's the the sound of the future like literally like movie like sci-fi movies kind of have it right when it comes to the future because i mean we're creating it and like that those are our models for like our own future you know so like we're kind of modeling everything now after things that have been created to depict the future so i think we're falling right into place with it mm-hmm. um so i think like futuristic kind of sounds are are coming in to play more and i personally think that it's sick um i think vocalists are getting better um more unique as well uh i think people have stopped trying to sound like each other and they're trying to be more original which i think is really cool um and that's thanks to things like streaming and and soundcloud even yeah, like exactly. there's so many so many different not only genres but like subgenres and like breakoffs of like certain types of music and like i continually find like new and unique sounds especially on platforms like soundcloud because mm-hmm. i use soundcloud artists um to create the soundtracks to the films i make and it's usually sound soundcloud artists that i'm working with to create those uh soundscapes and there's so much so much content out there it's ridiculous uh, but that also makes it harder to find yeah it's like a needle in a haystack yeah, situation exactly because you're, you're you're spending more time searching for a certain type of sound but there's so much to like sift through but right. that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just like a double-edged sword kind of understood understood and i agree um if you could work with any artist who would it be and why jared leto because i've always wanted to work with jared leto i think that he is not only a talented singer but just a musician like 30 seconds to mars as a whole like the three of them like i think that they brought something really unique to the table and they have successfully created an empire out of it like if you you like i've seen 30 seconds to mars on three separate continents in the world every show has been massive and and just beautiful and loud and huge and the crowd like despite language barriers age gender like sexual orientation like 30 seconds to mars has successfully created a cult and they are openly like we are a cult like it's a cult it's true and um so i think i think jared leto is a very unique character um and the fact that he has been able to not only do music but act and model and do all these things i think that just as a creator and as an artist he is one of the one of the top and um if it wasn't for 30 seconds to mars i probably wouldn't be making music um, <laughs> so i have a lot of a lot to credit to like jerry leto and 30 seconds to mars and, and not only that i wish i could say that i would love to work with chester bennington but rest right. in peace rest in peace yeah. um such a tragedy man Mm -hmm. like and it sucks because like 
music is so powerful and it helps us through so much but like artists like chester and the songs he wrote like he was trying to ask for help and that was the only way he knew how was through his music yeah i feel like everyone kind of looked past it in a way like it it was plainly there like i remember i remember that day so vividly just like the next day after it happened just listening to those albums and i'm like this is all blatantly right here it's like Mm. nobody noticed yeah because it was music for us exactly it was our music it wasn't it wasn't his music anymore it was music that was for us and we like we forget that artists we like write about ourselves yeah exactly um but yeah i think like if i had had the chance to work with chester like it would have been absolutely life-changing and you know i met him like once or twice in passing and like said hi to him and like just to be in his presence was like I don't know, it was eye-opening and it was inspiring just to even, like, be around him because mm-hmm. you knew, like, what he had created and, like, how revolutionary Linkin Park was. Like, any, pretty much any of the music you hear in, like, the rock hardcore scene was influenced by Linkin Park. Yep, whether or 100%. Not, whether or not it was, like, direct or indirect. Like, that band revolutionized the genre of, like, scene music, if you will. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so now going to the opposite of some things, what's your least favorite type of music and why? I know you mentioned mumble rap, but is there anything in particular? It's just mumble rapping? I don't know. Like, (laughs) I guess I just don't really like giving it the time of day. I, but to say like, I have listened to some mumble rapping stuff just because like, I don't want to completely discount it. But like every Mm -hmm. time I hear it, I'm just like, why, why, (laughs) why are you doing this? Like, please. Just write lyrics, man. Just write lyrics. But, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, discredit any type of music because I think if you can make music, you're a create. You're an artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to discredit anybody, but I guess if I had to pick a least favorite, it would probably be, like, mumble rapping. <laughs> At least right now. No, I don't know. Understood. But I also don't really like disco music or, like k-pop i've never been into k-pop really popular opinion i've never really never been into k-pop just because like i i don't know i just don't not see not i gave fan. it the time of day like for the first time last year because i put a cover out of uh candy pop by i believe it was um twice and there was something so stupidly catchy about every single type of um every single type of song that they do and um there's something really interesting there that like Japanese music especially um has that I find American music doesn't yet it's such on a different level than it is like in Asia and all that stuff from what I've from what I've explored just on my own so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out going into the future because I think there is a massive massive fandom with bands like BTS and all that kind of stuff like that like they're there's momentum everywhere around the world with this but yeah it's still like why would I listen to this? It's so bubblegummy and candy. It's just, it's... Yeah, exactly. I get where you're coming from. Exactly. It's just so, uh, f- I mean, foreign to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be blatant, like, it's completely foreign to me. And, I mean, like, there are artists like, uh, uh, like, One OK Rock, like, they're Japanese, and, like, they make absolutely incredible rock music. And, like, they are ahead of American music mm-hmm. just because Japan's ahead of us in every way. It's true. You know what I mean? And so, like, the sound of the future is going to come from Japan and, like, spread across the world, I yeah. think. But, I don't know, personally, I've never gotten into, like, the 
bubblegummy, like, <laughs> cutesy, like, K-pop kind of sound. Right. Um, I've never, and, and, like, the other thing is, like, K-pop is very, like, boy band, and I've, I've, you know, I, I listened to, like, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys back in the day, but, like, I don't still listen to that. Right. Like, I'm not really into, like, group band, you know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, like, I, I guess I haven't really, uh discovered any k-pop that i like connect with yet well if anyone hears this and wants to shoot something off uh to k on twitter yeah just <laughs> let's see how that goes yep find me at k and agonio and uh send me some send me some k-pop that's not <laughs> as like da, 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 da. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it still has to be a little bit aggressive <laughs> <laughs> um so uh i know you touched on this um previously but um what are you listening to right now? Like, what's what's your top albums that you keep going back to right now? Uh, I've been stuck on Slave's album, Beautiful Death. Uh, it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I think that that band is killing it. I think that they are... I mean, I've listened to Johnny Craig since he was in, like, Amorosa for, for years. Shit. You know, so I've been following his journey and, like... I compare him to Amy Winehouse. He's, like, my Amy Winehouse. But I hope... I like I I'm so proud of him for getting sober and like staying sober and I think that that's definitely influenced this Slaves album a lot and I think that watching his growth has really made me feel connected to the music even more because like I followed the artist and like he's like developing as a person and so I think that that's really special and so definitely like Beautiful Death is like in my top for sure that's awesome so um this will be an interesting question but how is music involved in your everyday life like from like basically waking up and then going to sleep at the end of the day yeah uh i have to say like driving obviously is like the number one time that i listen to music and depending on like my mood for like depending on how i wake up will define the type of music i listen to basically for the rest of the day interesting okay yeah um I mean, if I if I wake up in a funk, I'm probably going to either put on something that's, like, sadder or something that's, like, uplifting to, like, get out of it. It just kind of depends on, like, the mood of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, even things like the weather have effect on, like, what I'm going to listen yeah. to that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it's raining, I'm not going to listen to, like sunshines and happiness like i'm gonna listen to like storms like thunder roll like arthur brooks you know like i'm gonna listen to like heavier like dreary kind of sounding music um and for like road trips i'll like go from like rap to to ambient music to like tesseract to like you know it just it just really depends but yeah music definitely plays a role in my everyday life um i edit my videos to music like i basically all of my films are just music videos with like audio sprinkled in here yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense and that's just like that's how much music has had an effect on me in my life like it literally creates the films i make like i build them around the sound the sounds that i find that's awesome man and uh finally uh what are you uh working on right now and uh, how can people get in touch with you 
Well, uh, Chasing Satellites, well, Ryan and I just put out a Women of the 90s tribute album Whoop. called Valkyrie One. Well, it won't be just when this comes out, so it's been out for about a month now. Um, so if you are still living in the 90s nostalgia era, which <laughs> most I, think, of us are. I think we we all are, I think 2019 is basically the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, spin that, and then uh, working on original music with Chasing Satellites all the time uh, between between writers and other than that just you know things outside of music making documentaries um and traveling and freelancing so i mean you can find me on instagram and twitter at k-e-n-a-g-o-n-i-o and my photo and video work is at no.tracers and if you need to get in touch with me or if you want to see my work or all the things i'm up to just go to just the letter k.com and uh you can find me there and I will be somewhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks so much again to uh, Kay for coming out and doing all this stuff with me, getting a lot of work done, especially these uh, last couple of weeks b- before this uh, episode comes out. But regardless, uh, make sure that uh, you like this video, uh, comment, and if you want to hear more, there will be more coming. Um, I have another episode in works uh, with my good friend Chris Allen Hess. That'll be out next month. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for checking this out. This has been Tambor with Ryan Cunningham. Once again, thanks to our guest, Kay and Agonio, just the letter K, K the Screamer. Thanks so much again.